are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to, before I preach, bring you up to date where we are uh, with this entire situation. I want you to know that as I speak to you, it's, it is now 27 weeks that the North Valley Baptist Church has really not been permitted to use the auditorium she has built. I want you to know that we were in there, and of course you know what's taken place as a result of that. There have been fines, there's been a lawsuit by our county. I want to try to give a very clear direction this morning. I want you to know that I know that literally church members across the country and around the world, Christians are watching this today. You're trying to figure out where we're going. I'm going to make it very clear as I preach to you where we're going today. I want you to know that I'm almost positive on this one. Our county health director is watching this service. And I want this church to have the attitude toward that lady that God has placed on my heart. According to the Bible, she's a public servant of God. I don't know whether or not she knows the Lord, but I know my responsibility is to love her, to pray for her, and to ask that God to give her wisdom. I'm not suggesting I don't agree with everything that she does. I think our public health officials in the nation believe that we can help our way out of this. We need the church. We need God's people. We need the house of God. But it'd break my heart if one person would send her a vicious email, be unkind. That's not your purpose as a Christian. I want to try that one more time. That is not your purpose as a Christian. The load that must be on that lady is to me enormous. I would not want to be in her shoes. There are many attorneys from what we might call the other side, the county side. That one lady and those men that are attorneys for our county have been more than gracious to me. I have the highest respect they all and they know this, I've told them, are on my daily prayer list. I, I thank God for them. They have treated me with such care. We've been direct with one another. And so let me tell you a note that you're going to receive as you leave out these exact type words. Then I want to address it. Because there is a battle to fight. But I want to clearly tell you how I know as your pastor, God wants me to fight it. Many of you will not agree with my decision. God's going to have to work on that in your heart. I know as I stand before God, I'm going to give you a direction that I hope will give you a peace like it's given me. This letter from Pastor Treber, dear church family, there's been a lawsuit filed against our church by the county of Santa Clara 
for holding indoor worship services. This lawsuit has placed me in a position to make a very difficult decision regarding our church's future. After a great deal of prayer, of fasting, and counsel, I have felt led of God not to resist the lawsuit. I feel instead to claim that a verse God gave me a couple weeks ago, Exodus 14, 14. The Lord shall fight for you. Ye shall hold your peace. In just a few moments, and I'll finish reading this in a few moments if you'll let me preach. After I preach this morning and give you a clear direction, you can decide. I faced all those things. Am I a coward? But I'm claiming that verse. The county, as of late Friday night, documents still need to be signed. The county has dropped their lawsuit based upon us moving our service outdoors. We're here today. To me, that's a victory. I don't know how long we'll be out here. If we're here still in end of September, and by the way, I believe our schools can open soon with the direction that's safe in this county. But if I'm out here in October still preaching, if I'm out here at Thanksgiving preaching, if I'm out here at Christmas and perhaps unusual in California snows, I'm gonna be at this spot in my place doing what God commanded me to do just like I do inside that building. Another paragraph and I'll be done and get to the message. We also, as North Valley Baptist Church, has dropped our lawsuit against the county. I want you to please pray and continue to pray for our church at this time. I thank God for your commitment to God, to this church, and to your pastor. I am confident more than ever that the greatest days for North Valley Baptist Church is yet ahead. Uh, lastly, in closing, let me remind you that closing of this letter, not closing of my message, that's still two hours to come. It won't be that long. In closing, let me remind the church that a phrase I've often quoted this year from the scripture, found nearly 400 times, and it came to pass. This is going to come to pass. You please pray for your pastor, the leadership of this church, the officers, the deacons, of course. You pray for the Sunday school teachers, the bus workers. You pray for our county. You pray for our governor. You pray for our governor. You pray for our legislator. You pray for those in authority. You pray, pray for the judicial people. The county health is so very important. I'll speak to you this morning briefly, but I want you to do your best in every vehicle 
to understand the message how we are going to fight this battle. And I want the county people, the lawyers, I want you to still listen. I want you to listen tonight because I don't want any confusion. I'm planning on talking to you tomorrow. There's no violence in my heart. There's zero anger in my heart. There's zero fear in my heart. I just have to tell you that I know God specifically has given a clear plan, a direction, how we're gonna fight this battle. I want you to know that all battles were not fought the same in the Bible. By way of introduction, I wanna remind you that God fought many of the battles with the people doing nothing. He would send an earthquake. He would fight a battle. I guess you do remember Korah as the earth opened. He would send a fire from heaven. I guess you do remember Elijah. I guess you do remember Sodom and Gomorrah where man never lifted a finger, but God, and it's still black and charred to this day, Sodom is because God won the battle by his voice. I guess you might remember the Israelites did not fight a battle with Pharaoh, but God opened up the Red Sea all by himself. I guess you remember that it wasn't Moses that put the waters back, but it was God that drowned the Egyptians in the sea. I guess you remember that Herod defied God and ridiculed God and mocked God and he would not humble himself and give God the glory and man did not do anything. God sent worms and ate them and he died. I am not wishing for any of this, please, on our officials. I'm just telling you that God chooses how he's gonna fight the battle. I wanna remind you that the disciples said, get rid of these people. They're 5,000 men and besides women and children. And God said, I'll feed them. Give me what you have. They had five loaves and two fishes and they did nothing. God did it all. God is able to fight the battle. Tonight, today, I want to remind you that the children of Israel I imagine many of those Israelites wanted to walk and fight Jericho. God says you're not gonna fight. I want you to walk around the city every day, you millions of Jews. You walk around the outside of the city. You do it every day and on the seventh day, do it seven times. And the walls came tumbling down by God. God did it. I think and I believe and perhaps that we have been so conditioned in America, we have to fight everything. My Bible says that I want to remind you today in Exodus 14, 14, if you could turn there, I preached years ago the message that God's used in this country, verse 13, and Moses said to the people, fear ye not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show. Verse number 14, the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. 
Can we let God, oh, he's going to use us in other battles and other things happen, but can we let God fight this present battle? Our attorneys that are watching now in a distant state, we've had many here for the last 10 days. We have been working literally around the clock. Probably many as Dr. David Gibbs, we thank the Lord for him and CLA and the other attorney groups that he brought in to be a support and the Zoom people and all of it on the county side. It's been for us nonstop, almost 24 hours a day for the last 10 days. But can I tell you this? On Thursday, something began to happen. I know this is not the way I want to fight it. Our attorney's phone began at 3.30 in the morning, Pacific time, blow up. With national people, you would know the names of these senators and leaders in Washington, D.C. My phone began to blow up. We have just given the president your cell number. He's gonna do his best to call you today. Will you take the call? There are different people that have responded to us. We've had so many political leaders that say, this is such an important battle. And I'm grateful for what they have been willing to do and have tried to do. And I'll accept anything they want to do to a certain degree, but I still want you to know I'm not making a call because I believe the battle is the Lord's. And Mr. President, the people that are in the Oval Office every day with you that have reached out to us, I appreciate them and I'm so thankful that you have a concern for our church. We believe we were prepared tomorrow to start. I believe we could have done it very easily. We were prepared tomorrow to have a million emails going to our county. I believe it would have been very easy with the connections. The county workers, I want you to say, we're not gonna do that. That's not the way we're gonna fight this battle through blasting your office today, for blasting your offices and the county workers. We're, we're not gonna do that, Mayor. Though I believe, Miss Mayor, you could have helped us more than you tried. I thank God for the congressman that's tried to help. But I want you to know this, I am convinced the battle is not the emails, the battle is not the radio, the battle is not for the president, the battle is the Lord's. We have had news media across America that you would know the largest channels. We, we, can we come and do an interview? Can you do an interview? Rejected all of them. By the way, even the paper that came out this week with several articles, they, they reported things that never happened. I guess there's such a thing as untruthful reporting. And by the way, that doesn't just go for a church, that goes for a county health department. They have had things undoubtedly said that are not true. 
I'm saying today, I'll tell you how we're going to fight this. We're going to fight it by giving it to God. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Secondly, we are going to continue to fight this battle in prayer. God's task, God's task, let's all stay in our cars, please, or vehicles. God's task, God's task is to let God fight the battle. Man's task is to go to God in prayer. My Bible says in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen that you know so very well, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and say it together, and what? Pray, pray. Prayer is access to God. We have access to Almighty God, the God, the sustainer of this universe, that the unsaved who know not Jesus Christ, the Savior, they have no idea to get a hold of God. We have that privilege because if you've been saved, you're a child of the King, and he said you have the right to come boldly to the throne of grace that ye may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. God wants us to pray. I want to say it, I hope you don't misinterpret it, as a pastor, not for the consequence of COVID, not for the heartache it's brought, but I'm so grateful that COVID has awakened the people of God. I'm thankful for prayer and we're experiencing prayer. There's not a time that you cannot drive by our church the last many, 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 many weeks and months that you don't find a young couple on their knees on those steps praying, or a little family with a mother and a dad and their little children praying. There's not a time you don't go by there and see some teenagers socially distanced, but praying. You don't see, you never go by without seeing sometime a college student. Deacons, deacons have been here night after night after night after night praying and seeking the face of God and pouring their heart out before God. In a school, Mothers are kneeling in the grass with their children. Open our school. I've been here 45 years with my wife. I have never seen it like this. Men's prayer meeting, huge record crowds for Spanish prayer meeting. God wants to hear from us. The Bible said, in my distress, I called unto the Lord and he heard me. Some of us are so accustomed to, I'm gonna do this. I'm asking you to do this and pray and seek his face. God's people need to learn what a friend we have in Jesus. All our griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. I think of that stanza, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and heal thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. I've always tried to be a prayer warrior. My entire life, since a middle-aged teenager, 
I got up early in the morning and prayed. I met God in the morning when the day was at its best. His presence came like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. And all day long his presence lingered. And all day long he stayed with me. And we sailed in perfect calmness for a very troubled sea. And other ships were torn and battered. And other ships were sore distressed. Oh, but the winds that drove them brought to me a peace and a rest. Then I thought of other mornings with a keen remorse of mine. When I too had left the moorings with the secret left behind, I think I've learned the secret. Learned by many trouble way. You must meet him in the morning to walk with him through the day. I tell you this, I know how to pray, but my prayer life through COVID and these last 27 weeks has intensified. God will wake me up through the night. God will not let me sleep. God will get me up early in the morning and I'm walking with God and praying and seeking his face because I have a duty to this church and to your children and to the elderly and to this city and to this county and to this state and to this country and to the world to seek the throne of grace on their behalf. I'm going to, I promise you that. I'm calling on us, number one, to recognize God wants to fight this and he'll receive the glory. I'm calling you secondly to pray, to pray. Are you writing more emails and texts than you're praying? Are you taking whatever battles are you're facing personally and working it out? Mother, was the last time you prayed through a battle for your children. Pastor, when was the last time you prayed through something for the people of God? As I read these missionary letters, of all the hundreds of missionaries and letters I get every week, people were supporting my heart is broken. How these countries of the world, some are open, but most are shut down. All the souls that could have been saved and won to Christ in the last 27 weeks. I'm very burdened about that 20-year-old girl in our church today that's lying in a hospital bed. Her sister was reached in our bus ministry. She became a preacher's wife. Her little sister, 20, is dying this week and a family cannot go and see her. They live in the parking lot of a nearby hospital here. They've been allowed to go in for a few moments, one at a time each day just to see a 20-year girl, girl age and our church is dying and she can't even have a pastor come see her. That breaks my heart. It's gonna change. Perhaps, perhaps you think the county health director could change it. Perhaps as my wife and I have been praying all these six months, one Sunday, that God would draw, would dry the virus up and the virus would be gone. Why don't you pray about that? Our battle is the Lord's. Our battle is to pray. We're gonna fight this battle with joy. Joy. If you can't have the joy in your adversity, you can't have real joy in the good times of life. I was speaking to my son who pastors in Arizona this morning. He said, Dad, 
two years ago to me, he gave me the verse. Psalm 16, 11, in thy presence is fullness of joy. God can give you joy. I have such great joy today. I have great joy in my heart. Happiness comes from the outside. Joy comes from the inside. I ache when I see the people wandering around our city and county. I don't see, of course, they're all masked up. I don't see joy. I hear it in the voice. People are mad. They're angry. They're upset. We've seen fistfights over here in the parking lot of the stores. Women fighting, actually women fighting one another. Our society, our, our area is angry. They're mad. But I tell you what, as a Christian, everywhere I go, I try my best to smile at someone and have a happy voice and encourage them and be a blessing in their life because God has put joy in my heart. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse trials, temptations, knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work. Stop complaining, stop moaning, stop murmuring, stop griping. The Israelites did that right after chapter 14. They sang, and the next part of the chapter, they started murmuring the way Moses was leading them. There can be joy. I'm about done, but I'm having a good time speaking to God's people. The Lord gave me this chapter Psalm 5, let me read you a verse. I read it on the radio to our listeners. It's a powerful chapter. But I want you to hear verse 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them that love thy name be joyful in thee. I am not joyful all the time in the experiences of life, but I can joy in the Lord for he is my strength. I was walking across the platform, graduating from college 48, 49 years ago. My college president said it's still in my diploma on a three by five card typed on a manual typewriter. He said, Jack, I want to give you this verse as you enter the ministry. Paul said, I don't know what's ahead of me, but I do know there's going to be bonds and afflictions. But chapter 20, verse 24, but none of these things move me. Neither can I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. Fifty years later, I'm getting closer to the day of the rapture of the church, or one day when I go home to see him. But I'm not going to go out as a, as a grump, as a complainer, as mad, as ticked off, I'm gonna go out full of joy. I'll tell you that right now. There may be jail cells in the future. I'd imagine that many of us as preachers and as God's people are gonna face incarceration if God doesn't change what's happening in America. And what is happening in America is because we've allowed righteousness 
to be diminished and sin to thrive. My Bible says in Proverbs 14, righteousness exalteth the nation. A sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness is God's house, God's people, God's people singing. We had no singing today, but in the car. That's not the way God designed it. I'll tell you that right now. We are to go into that house, God's word declares, and make a joyful noise unto the Lord and sing praises unto him. Until that time opens up the door again, I hope it's soon, we must sing and rejoice in the Lord. As I, as I close today, the Jews had to learn how to sing in the wilderness. The Jews had to wait, learn to watch God open up the door for them to exit. As I close, I want to say several C's, words that begin with the letter C. County, COVID cannot be conquered without the church. We will be praying that God will give even our leaders working with us and working with pastors a clear direction how we can open up that 3,000 seat auditorium. We'll be praying that God would give you direction and God would give us direction. For the last many weeks as we've met in there before and had such joyous services, we may have, and I'm certain because it was all online and sometimes yes, the choir stood too close. But the weeks we were in there, we were every other row. We reduced the 3,000 seat auditorium down to 1,500 seats. And then we reduced it more than that, had a smaller crowd in there. I wonder moving forward, initially, I think some of God's people, let's just, and don't amen, because I don't believe it. Just open it all up, let's just go in there and fill all 3,000 seats. You sit in my chair. I'm responsible as much as possible for the safety of those that come into that building. I do not want to see people lost on my watch. Thus far, out of all these 27 weeks, not one church member has been hospitalized. Not one church member has died with COVID. But I wonder today, as the city and county officials we meet together in the future, I wonder instead of every row, every other row, I wonder if we could go every third row. I wonder if I can put X amount of people in there and preach two and three times on a Sunday morning. And two and three times on Sunday night, I've got many able preachers that can help and preach way beyond me too. We could do this. We could figure it out. County, keep your job thinking of our health. Think, that's your responsibility, I know that. Thinking of how we can open this up. But I plead, our school children need school. Those little kids need school. These dormitories that could fill hundreds and hundreds of kids, oh, maybe we ought not to pack them so full at first. But they cannot just keep sitting at home around the country and around the world online. We've got to begin to make some 
headway. The auditorium, there has to be some headway. And I have confidence because I have dealt with these people for weeks now. I have confidence. You don't. You've not been in the conversations. I have confidence that they're going to try their best, not just simply to help us, to help to get the churches open at the right time. Your job and my job is to keep letting God fight this battle. That your job and my job is to keep praying for them and for our church and for the gospel ministry of Jesus Christ. Your job and my job is to keep a joyful spirit and be happy in the Lord. Your job and my job is to keep singing and fight this battle the way God has planned. Some news outlets right now are watching. And you're gonna say, oh, is he angry? Let me tell you something, news outlets, you don't understand. This is called preaching. The word preach is a Greek word. It means, it's keruk, which means to declare with authority, to lift your voice and speak with authority. No, if you've been here 45 years like so many of these people, this is not hatred at all. This is preaching. We live in a day where, when I don't want to be offended, you can't do that. No, that's why we're in a mess in America. We have not made preaching preeminent. If you think that we're trying to stir up a riot and a peaceful demonstration where we burn buildings and loot buildings, that is not, you've missed the message today. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is my knees. The battle is my heart. I love you folks so much. We're gonna have a word of prayer in our church. We always give an invitation. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Drive on forward if you'd like to make a decision right now. Don't, don't do that. For 44 years, we've seen over 80 some thousand people walk the aisles of our church getting saved, trusting Christ. For 27 years, 27 weeks now, We've had no invitations where people are walking the aisles. I long for the day to hear that choir, a full choir, not a reduced choir, and a full orchestra singing and fellowshipping again. I love you people more than words could ever express. I could take you back to the moment in the last several weeks where God individually has dealt with my heart through a member, through a person, through a friend, through a family member, my son-in-law said to me this morning, I was speaking to him in Southern California where he pastors. Pastor, sometimes he calls me Papa, sometimes Pastor, but he said, Pastor, Acts 14, they were preaching the word. And as they preached the word, they took up rocks to stone them. And Paul and his fellow preacher said, let's flee, and they fled to another city and they found an opportunity to preach and God gave a great harvest. May I say to you, God is not asking us to flee, but God is asking us 
to let him battle this one. Our Father, may those that are watching as officials, may pastors that are watching, may church members that are watching from this church and churches around the globe, as politicians are watching, we know right now, as attorneys are watching, may it spur us on to believe that the greatest days are ahead as we let you fight this battle. Thank you for pastors that have chosen another way. But Lord, I'm convinced that you've chosen this way. I know you're in your car with your head bowed. I did a study of these parking lots. We're allowed every 100 feet to assemble together with 60 people. I don't agree with that. I don't think there's any science behind that. But that's the rule right now. I have figured out that these parking lots Parking lot A, B, C, D, E, and F. I have figured out that we could hold about 1,300 men socially distanced every Saturday night in prayer. We've had great crowds at prayer outside. I'm asking you to consider more than ever not missing Saturday night prayer. I'm asking you that have stayed out of church because you're afraid of COVID, begin to drive to church. Begin to conquer this thing. It's packed today. Doesn't look like any room is left, but we can preach again, empty this out. Will you please, right there in your car, covenant that you'll fight the battle as your pastor's laid out these fourfold plan? Would you please do that? And will you please, if you know not Jesus Christ as Savior, and you're listening, realize that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. He is God, for he left heaven's glory, and he came to earth to tabernacle amongst men. He lived a sinless life. He submitted himself to the authorities, and he allowed them to nail him to a cross. He was put in a tomb and he rose from the dead because that was not the end of the story. He tabernacled amongst men another few several days, 40, and then he rose, he ascended to heaven. He's on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. Do you know him? If you do not know Christ the Savior, do like that man in North Carolina this past week who called North Valley Baptist Church. One of our pastors talked to him and led him to Jesus Christ on the phone. Get saved today. Tell God you're a sinner. Tell God you know you deserve hell because you were born a sinner, as I was. Tell God that you want to ask Jesus to be your personal Savior and forgive your sin and write your name in the book of life in heaven that you too may have the hope of eternal life. Father, thank you for this wonderful day. Lord, may the people of God leave here excited about a direction, and may we joy in it and not complain is my prayer. Convey to them that Ms. Treber and I love them so very much. Convey to their hearts that God, we long, we ache for the day that we can get back in the house of God. I can hardly wait to see it full again. 
in the first service, 3,000 people. In the second service, 3,000 people worshiping together, singing together, hearing the preaching together, praising God together, shouting together, loving God, weeping together. May the best days yet be ahead of us. I pray for our America. I pray that the anarchy on the streets, the rebellion in the homes, the rebellion in many of our political offices in the nation, the lying of so much of the news. I pray, dear God, that it stop. I pray for Mr. Trump and for Mr. Biden today and their families and those running with them. Please keep them safe is our prayer. God, we ask you to bless our church and bless this country with righteousness. May it begin on this parking lot and these parking lots in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.